This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we hear what it's like to drive with Craig Lowndes. You know, different to every other driver, um, you know, he's definitely a one-off, and you can see how much the fans appreciate that and love him. So, um, yeah, it's cool just to sort of sit back and see, to be honest. And, you know, he's, he's awesome and still getting myself involved and you know when he was with Declan last year it was great getting Declan involved with all the fans and stuff um, you know it's it'd be silly to think that they're all coming to the signing session just to see you and your saddle on Craig you know they're there to see him. Zane Goddard's making a super today on Inside Supercars and it starts now. Hello and welcome to Inside Supercast for another week. Craig Ravel and Cara Jenkin. And Cara, how did you enjoy the return of the Sandown 500? It was a great weekend, wasn't it, to sit up on the couch if you're at home or if you're lucky enough to, to get down there and see three hours of racing all on a Sunday afternoon. It was brilliant. There were a f- some really good battles there on the track. Um, some of those weird things that happened in motorsport also occurred, occurred as well. So it felt really good. How about you? What did you think? Well, fortunately, my heart made it through being at the MCG on Friday night. And then it was an interesting weekend, to say the very least. It was Perfect weather, and you just don't expect that with the Sandown 500. You expect at some point there to be a massive, massive storm that'll flood everything and and cause chaos. But this weekend, it was absolutely beautiful. I got sunburnt. That's how unbelievably good the weather was. That's very strange for Melbourne, indeed. I just expect it to be cold and rainy in in Melbourne. Hmm. We did see some good racing, but I have to say, by... Midday on Sunday, all the talk was doom and gloom if you had a blue oval on your car. And whilst in qualifying, you saw some of the Fords up the front, everyone said to me that that is because we can get the tyre to light up for a lap, but we can't get it to light or to, to work for the entire race run. And so most of the Fords were, teams were telling me they expected their tyres to you know, have a major, major drop-off between laps 12 and 15. And the Chevrolet teams were all saying they were confident that they'd get, you know, 30 laps until it started dropping off. And you had a, a, a window there of about 30 to thir- uh, sorry, 33 to 35 laps was about the fuel window that everyone was anticipating. So there is a lot of work going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of disharmony behind the scenes with teams feeling like they're not getting listened to when they're putting suggestions forward. And there are also a number of teams that are frustrated because they're not getting to see all the data. The data is only being seen by supercars 
tech team and they would like to see a lot more so they could, you know, be able to have perhaps help even more. This is all very weird, isn't it? I I sometimes feel when you look at what happened in the race where the tyre the flew off of a car and flew off of a Ford and landed on a Ford in such a weird um, circumstances happened with poor Moffat. I mean, is it divine intervention or devil's intervention that even the motorsport gods don't want Ford to win? I mean... Well, as McVean, it's... Tough way for the uh, Sandown 500 to end for the car so early in the race. Have you narrowed down what's caused the problem? Uh, not not exactly yet. The wheels come off, but the cause of the wheel coming off, we're not sure yet, but we'll investigate that and work out what's happened. Any indications over the year that it could be a problem, or is this just one of those random new car things? Uh, random new car thing, potentially. We had one wheel come off like right at the very start of the year, but there's been lots of new things put in place to protect that. Got done the last eight rounds without any drums, so uh, it's definitely a new thing. We'll just have to work out what it is and fix it. Well, three weeks till Bathurst, and hopefully the car doesn't need too much work. Yeah, we had a quick look at it. Uh, it looks mostly superficial. Um, we've got a ride day tomorrow, so we've got to try and fix it overnight. So um, hopefully we can get that done without too much stress, and then go back and fix it up properly at the workshop. All the best for it, and uh, see you at Bathurst. Sounds good. Thank you. It, when you say things like the team's feedback's not being um, heard, that they're, they're not able to see the data either. I mean, I'm finding it very strange as to the the people working on this. What what are they doing? They could um, take on the feedback at least, or explain why the feedback wouldn't be feasible or, or viable. It's um, very strange circumstances. Like I said, number of teams, I didn't speak to every team, but I spoke to a number of teams and they just felt that uh, they're not being they're not being consulted or listened to when they want to help. Now we'll see how it all pans out. I don't know, has anyone actually uh, said much about the fact that the Alan Moffat livery car was the one that took James Moffat out of the race? No, I haven't heard that. That is another very interesting point to make. That's that's quite bizarre. It, it was. And uh, Peter Norton, our great friend at Inside Supercars, he does have a great saying. Don't confuse incompetence with a conspiracy. So I think we all have to take a chill pill and remember those uh, sage words. Brock Feeney, Jamie Winkup, taking the win. Now, I know, do know that you do like a bow tie. And when you saw the bow ties taking positions one to four, and we saw the young gun take the win with the uh, the greatest of all time, what was the thoughts there? Well, my thoughts weren't just with uh, the Jamie Winkup and winning the the Sandown again. It would also looked at some of his uh, stable mates, teammates with uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway, and. Um, Craig Lowndes as well with uh, Zane Goddard. The, those three blokes who haven't been in the car that much this season with Winkup and, and Lowndes and Stanaway, they really haven't missed a beat at all, have they? They haven't been in supercars. They haven't really driven these kind of vehicles uh, before. So to, to jump in and for all three of them to do a pretty good job, I mean, you'd, you'd the co-drivers at Red Bull look pretty pretty good this year. So that was sort of my thoughts on on main thoughts and, and main sort of wonder and, and awe about that. Mm. And Brody Kostecki extends his championship lead. His co-driver, David Russell, has to be one of the nicest guys in motor racing. 
and that was a, a great result for them. Now, coming up on a later part of the show, we hear from Martin Short, the engineer for Feeney and Wing Cup. We hear from George Commons, the engineer for Kosecki and Russell. And finally, we speak to Andrew Edwards, who was engineering Van Gisbergen and Stanaway. For Will Brown, though, gee, just that loss, that momentary, you know, momentary uh, lapse saw him off the podium and got Van Gisbergen closer to his teammate, but Kostecki was able to extend his lead. The first of the Fords home is Matt Payne. We've been covering his rookie year on Inside Supercars. That'll come up in a later part of the program. But it's interesting that um, Kevin Estry, the Frenchman, was able to uh, really just jump into these cars and look like he'd been on the grid all year. He did, didn't he? He just came out the blocks and sat up the front and ticked along and everybody thought, who who is this guy? He probably did something similar to what Shane did in NASCAR earlier in this year. It just goes to show that um, you got uh, you got driving ability. Um, it doesn't matter what machine they shove you in. You're going to do a pretty good job. Hmm. Indeed. And coming up on Friday, we'll give another plug to another part of the show. We'll be hearing from Simona De Silvestrin. And also we'll hear from Kai Allen, who will be running in the Shell V-Power number 98 Ford Mustang in the Bathurst 1000. Of course, uh, uh, Simona had an emergency appendectomy uh, before she could come over, and that certainly has, uh, well, impacted her build-up to this year's Bathurst 1000. Cara, as we... Look at the San Elm 500. We do speak to Zane Goddard in a few moments' time, but what was your takeaway from the event? I think the the number of fans, uh, the, the racing that uh, actually occurred on our TV screens for those of us at home, it really showed that it's, it's going to be missed. Um, so people love it. It throws up some, some interesting times. So... The Sandown 500 is just one of those treasured events that people are really going to miss. Well, after the break, we'll hear from Zane Goddard, who paired up with Craig Lowndes. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Well, as we continue our build-up to Bathurst, it's joining on the line, 10th place from the Sandown 500, Zane Goddard. Zane, how super was that? Yeah, no, very super. It was a good weekend. Definitely couldn't ask for much more than that. So, yeah, really pleased. And when you consider going in, what were the KPIs like for this week, uh, for the weekend just past? Yeah, it was sort of hard to set an exact goal for it. Um, obviously, I hadn't done a lot of racing, same sort of situation for Craig. So, um, yeah, to come out with 10th is is great. Um, the whole weekend sort of ran pretty smooth, uh, top of the co-driver session, which was pretty cool. And, yeah, showed good pace. The only real bad session we had was, unfortunately, qualifying. Just didn't quite put it together. Um, but, yeah, Craig did an incredible first couple of stints and brought us up 
a lot of positions and then, um, yeah, managed to hold on and yeah, secure a top 10, which, you know, for the whole team is definitely a great result. Dane, what, what really was it like to be the co-driver to someone like Craig Lowndes? Yeah, it's fantastic. Working with him has been, you know, an absolute treat, to be honest. Uh, all the test days have been really productive. I've learned a lot and, you know, definitely put us in good stead for sand down. Um, but, yeah, working with him has been great. Um, learning a lot on and off the track. Um, so, yeah, to have a driver such as Craig Lance be racing alongside is, um, yeah, something pretty special. How did you feel when you did get in the car when Craig was in the position that he was? Did uh, you feel the pressure or you just knew that you had the wheels underneath you to be able to get on with the job? Um, yeah, definitely felt very confident in the car. Um, you know, in warm-up it showed that it had a lot of speed and then also in the race when Craig was moving his way up. But, yeah, I guess every position that he made, the pressure sort of piled on a little bit more. Um, you know, when you're sitting in the garage, um, I wouldn't say cold you're just on the warm-up session but definitely having to go from zero to 100 very fast is a hard ask um, especially when you've got all the main game drivers in it that you know they're however many rounds deep already and you know pretty on it um definitely a hard task but um yeah you definitely handed the car over in good condition um barely a mark on it which is always great and you know that's why craig's so good to have in the start he he's a safe set of hands and he's bloody fast so um yeah, fair bit of pressure, but yeah, I felt confident that the car was going to be good for me, and um, yeah, all went pretty smoothly. The weekend, how did you, you like? You've raced as a part of the Superlights program. You've raced in the enduros previously. What was an enduro with the most, you know, recognised racing driver in the country? How different is being Craig Lowndes' teammate? Yeah, it's definitely a lot different. It definitely ramps up a lot of the commitments and you know, signing sessions are definitely a lot more hectic. Um, yeah, it gives you an appreciation for you know, how much time and stuff he puts into um, you know, giving that up for the fans and yeah, the way he interacts is you know, different to every other driver. Um, you know, he's definitely a one-off and you can see how much the fans appreciate that and love him. So, um, yeah. It's cool just to sort of sit back and see, to be honest. And, you know, he's, he's awesome and still getting myself involved. And, you know, when he was with Declan last year, it was great getting Declan involved with all the fans and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it'd be silly to think that they're all coming to the signing session just to see you and your saddle on Craig. You know, they're there to see him. But the fact that he gets you involved and, um, yeah, let's, let's the fans sort of pile around you and stuff as well um it's pretty cool you got to get the signature on a couple of those autograph cards that the super cheap auto team had yeah exactly share the love <laughs> now since we last spoke to you you have been doing a lot of prep work how much have you been revving up and increasing your fitness work your your simulator work and all that sort of stuff in this last month to be able to make sure you were you were primed, ready to go? Yeah, I think the fitness side, uh, not a lot changed. You know, I'm always pretty into my fitness. Um, regardless, I think, you know, even if I didn't race, I'd be someone that would still be into my fitness. I just love it. It's, you know, just good for me mentally and physically. It just, I don't know, it makes, it makes me happy working out. So that side's never really been much of a chore, which has been great. And then, yeah, doing all the sim stuff, getting prepped for that, had a couple of test days, 
close the fan down and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, felt felt well um, prepared for the whole event. Um, and obviously had pretty good briefings and all that with the team where we knew what we had to do, what the plan was, um, how we were going to deliver it all and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's also where working with someone like Triple H incredibly beneficial. You know, the procedures are so good um, that you just rock up to the event feeling you know, as prepared as you possibly can be. Was there anything in particular that you learned um, over the weekend, over the course of the weekend, either on the track or, or off the track, just from the whole experience? Um, oh, I've sort of experienced a fair few supercar races, um, so I sort of drew on that experience a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot like Craig, he's done a, a, a lot more <laughs> supercar races and won a a lot of them as well so um definitely little things i picked up on but as a wholesale thing you know it's similar to what i have done before um but yeah working with the team obviously previous at darwin sort of had a good idea of how that all ran that sort of stuff so yeah nothing crazy but just yeah little one percenters that certainly help out and so casting forward to Bathurst, uh, how are you sort of feeling about your prospects now? Yeah, fairly good. Um, obviously, Craig at Bathurst is, you know, you can't really ask for a better driver than that. He just he just works so well around that place. So, um, yeah, definitely expecting him to be very strong. Um, it's a good track for me, like speed-wise usually and that sort of stuff. So I feel pretty confident with that. Um, obviously, a long day on the Sunday coming up. So... Yeah, if we can sort of chip away at it like we did at Sandown, definitely um, possibly walk away with a very good result. When you've raced previously, you've been in amongst the, the pack of cars on pit lane. Did you notice a big difference when you had the, the first pit bay, either for getting in or getting out? Um, yeah, oh, it's definitely different. Obviously, Craig did the start, so it would have made his whole procedure getting out of the car a lot more rushed, you know, loosening the belts, getting your radio out, all that sort of stuff. Um, so it more impacted him where, for me, hopping in as the driver finishing the race, it actually makes life a bit easier. You know, if you have to break up the, uh, pump up the brake pedal or do anything like that, you actually have more time. So, yeah, on that side, it's actually, it's actually good for me. Um, but, yeah, definitely made it a bit harder for him for sure. And I was thinking about the pit bay. You wouldn't have been the last pit bay before. Um, no, in twenty twenty one, when I was with Matt Stone, we were the yeah first pit bay in garage, so or in the pit lane. So yeah, pretty pretty similar. Heading to Bathurst, the one big project we've been talking to you about throughout the year is is the van going to be ready? Will you have your own van at the back of the garages to live in? for the Bathurst weekend? Funnily enough, I'm actually driving out to go check on it. Um, so, yeah, all the work that I could do has been done. Um, so just getting the carpentry side and some of the final things finished off by some professionals because I tried my hand at the carpentry and it wasn't wasn't the prettiest in the world. So, yeah, I thought I'd get done nicely so it was a good end product. So, yeah, I'll know in about 15 minutes how we're looking. <laughs> but at this stage... You're making the journey. You're making a super journey down to the Bathurst 1000 in it. Exactly. That's that's still definitely the plan. Um, so you're yeah, going to make that happen. 
Mm. Now, Justin Murray has had you in the studio today doing some doing some publicity work. Yeah, yeah, I had some stuff in uh, preparations for the Gold Coast 500, just some stuff for the whole event and that sort of stuff, which is always good. I enjoy doing that sort of stuff, you know, hometown. Unfortunately, not racing it this year, which is a bit of a shame, but, um, yeah, it's a, the meet I love. You know, when I was young, I would always go to it and watch and check out the actions. So, yeah, if I can help out in some way to help get more people there, then, yeah, happy to do it. Now, the kiddies were loving the superhero cape. There was no superhero cape work done by you today? No, not today. And, yeah, I think the fans also loved having the unicorn on the car. So ended up getting that on, which was good. Um, had a lot of fans asking, where's the unicorn? So, yeah, chucked that on Saturday afternoon, had it on the race loud and proud the whole time. And maybe that was the secret tune-up to get us into the tent. Well, what's the with the unicorn? I didn't see that. What have I missed? What did I miss in the past couple of weeks about the unicorn? Just in the livery launch, it was sort of just a little piece in the video, just a unicorn that was parting cupcakes, something light-hearted that was only, you know, one or two-second little part of the video and for some reason. A lot of people jumped on board with that and wanted to see the unicorn on the car and... Yeah, we were to push all the socials and that ended up on there. So pretty funny. But, yeah, on my actual road car that I'm in at the moment, i got a Silverado uh, just from GM that's all stick it out as a super cheap car. Craig chucked the unicorn on the back of that. So, yeah, sort of a bit of a running joke, I guess. Once again, we've seen a fantastic piece of guerrilla marketing, not just at the track where... Uh, the super cheap auto was certainly getting plenty of signage and and paraphernalia out there, but they've released the ad for this year and uh, uh, another extremely popular ad that even made US TV. Oh really? I didn't realise it made US TV. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was a great ad. It was good fun to be a part of. Um, didn't really feature for that long in my speed walking cameo, but. Yeah, it was funny, and even when you rewatch the video now, you have to watch it a fair few times to see all the people that were in it. It's you know a bit of a bit of a star-studded cast. So yeah, football players, TV presenters, race car drivers, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it was a good video. It was a lot of fun making, and yeah, it's a good watch. Well, Zane, it's a pleasure to have you on the show once again. We look forward to seeing how you get on it. Bathurst after a top 10 finish at Sandown I think the KPIs are are getting higher and higher and do you have a test day before you get to Bathurst? No no test days so yeah team's going to be pretty flat out prepping the car uh, between Sandown and Bathurst obviously we came out pretty unscathed damage wise across all three cars so I'm sure the boys and girls at the factory really appreciate that Um, but yeah just a fair bit of prep work on the cars and that sort of stuff Um, debrace, pre-brace, all that sort of stuff before before the great race. Well, Zane, it's a pleasure to catch up with you as always, and we look forward to seeing you at Bathurst for this year's race, the Bathurst 1000, and, uh, well, we wish you all the very best. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Look forward to it all. So, Cara, Zane did a wonderful job finishing in 10th place, as we mentioned, and 
In our later parts, we have some great interviews with engineers and, of course, our rookie year, we speak to the top rookie, who was also the top forward, Matt Payne. So some great listening ahead here on Inside Supercar over the next few days. Thanks once again for your time. Good to talk to everybody. That's all we have time for on this edition of Inside Supercars. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.